read something that came up in my spirit yesterday, and uh, I just sometimes like to read it like I have it down. There are some crucial things we need to press past and press into. Press out of the old and press into the new in Christ realities in God's realm. The things that are real in the spiritual realm of God's kingdom within our heart. Not the things of this world. We put spiritual things first by stirring ourselves up in Christ, in his word, in the Holy Ghost. This is the only way we are going to miss the boat of God's new and best in our lives. We are not going to miss the boat of God's new and best in our lives. And how many know the word doesn't change? But the revelation is new every morning. And he continues to add things to us. And he continues to give us directives in the body of Christ that this era of grace through faith, there are certain directions that he is leading us to go into. uh, But we've got to be led by the Spirit to be in tune with that. And Brother uh, Reverend Jerry Savelle was talking about some of these things. So we're going to recap a few things that he said. Why? Because we spent several hundred dollars and even some thousand dollars, you know, to get him here. And then we all gave tithe, we all gave offerings, not tithes, but we gave offerings and, and uh, we were believing God that what he spoke to this church was what we needed. So why shouldn't we recap it? Why shouldn't we go over it? Why shouldn't we treat it as a key that will unlock the door to things in our life uh, that God wants to get us into? And how many know that Pastor Jay, what he speaks and and what God gives me, we should listen to these things. And there's a reason that we're coming. And and it's not to just listen, but it's to hear, it's to observe and to do like Joshua 1 says, observe to do, look at it at every angle, attend to it, right? Like Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those. So if you want life to work in you, we, we are coming with a purpose. So we're, we're recapping some things, but I will go to this first. And in Philippians chapter 3, let's look at something, and then we're going to come back to this after we recap a few things that Brother Savelle said that I believe it, it was all pertinent, but there's some things that God pointed out that, that I just want to remind you of. So Philippians 3 verse 12 says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are where? Ahead. By faith. We do that by faith. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now understand something. We have redemption in Christ. That's in the now. That's today. That's not yesterday or tomorrow. That is today. But it's talking about those things, uh, revelation of what he needs us to do with our redemption in reaching out to the body of Christ, in, in doing our job as a saint in the body of Christ. Amen. Verse 15, therefore let us, as many as mature, uh, have this mind. 
And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this even to you. See, we're praying that he would reveal to us what we need to see his directives. Are you believing God for that? Nevertheless, to the degree, verse 16, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. In other words, these things that you've been taught, keep walking in them. Keep being in unity. And really, uh, the word mind means to exercise the mind, to entertain or have a sentiment or opinion. Uh, One word says to interest yourself. To have understanding, to be wise. Are we interested? Are we interested in what God spoke to us on Friday night? So if we're interested, let's let's go over a few things. What what did God say through Reverend Savelle? Well, we went to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Are y'all here today? And it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And again, that's not talking about the word of God uh, becoming new. But he, want, he needs to give us revelation. So in that respect, let's not keep looking back at the old revelation. Or what we learned, uh, did somebody teach us that sickness and disease is for you today? No, let's let, let's let that go. And learn in Christ we have uh, received healing and wholeness. We have a healing covenant. So that revelation that takes us into God's best for our life, and it starts now. Not yesterday, not last year, but it starts now. Anything that you're not walking in, it starts now. And your faith should say, Father, anything that I've been taught that's right, bring it back to me, bring light, bring understanding, bring revelation. But anything that I'm not walking in that I need to, help me see that. Help us as a church see that. Help us to see our place in the body of Christ, just not what we think. But help us to see that. So, so there's a difference in knowing your redemption realities, but then also knowing God's direction for this church, for the church at Lee Summit. You know, some of that's going to be a little bit different, but you are, you know, the elder brother, so to speak. Yeah. And so we pray for them, and there may be different directions and even different things that we minister there for a while as more of a young church or a new church. Uh, But for whatever reason, uh, God has directives, and we need to see those things. And there are people that have been in the body of Christ for 50-plus years, like Brother Savelle, that we need to listen. What is the Spirit of God saying to him? Isaiah 42.9. Isaiah 42.9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. The former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. So what has he told you to believe for? Have you received it all? Well, keep on. Keep pressing on. And then there's more that he needs to declare uh, to us. Revelation that maybe we're not seeing or getting, and we're missing some things in our redemption reality, so to speak. You know, because we are healed. We are blessed and prospered. But how many know prosperity, it's a mentality, therefore it's not something that just comes overnight. You are prospered. 
word. That's who you are. But I'm talking about the reality of it. And it's a redemptive reality. And even and, and it, it just doesn't show up overnight because just like a farmer, when he casts a seed out there, it does, doesn't grow overnight. And we need to be tithers. We need to be givers. And some of us need to get a revelation of that and not just throw it in the bucket and, you know, sing until we meet again, you know, type of a song. But, but, but to tithe in faith... And to want to do that, to give in faith and want to do that. And want to be a blessing to your local church. Want to be a blessing to the poor. You know, again, not get scammed, but want to be a blessing. Amen. Not empower people to fail by uh, obliging their scams, but empowering people to rise up and seeing that you have compassion in their need. Amen. There's a difference. And there's people that, that may be poor, don't have a lot, that, that again, God leads you and, and we can bless them and, 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 and be a blessing. But you know what? Once I've given my money, I let it go. And I'm not going to judge what people are doing. I understand preachers have fallen over the, the years. I, I mean, there's more that haven't than, than have. You just don't hear about all the stories of the ones that are, be, that are blessed and the the ones that haven't fallen, okay? Uh, so with that, if, if somebody falls or uses the money that I gave them, it, it wasn't, it, it's not my money. I gave it. That's between them and God. And you know what? God's able to take care of me. I don't need my five bucks back. All right? Praise the Lord. Or whatever. Was it, whether it was a thousand or more, God is more than able to take care of me. So I'm not their judge. Uh, God puts people in their place to take care of that. And, and trust me, there's plenty in the media and this and that. They'll probably take care of it. So I don't need to, I, I don't need to come against people, especially if I'm not in authority to do so. Just need to keep my mouth shut. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. That went over real big. Kind of like a lead balloon. But anyway, Brother Savell basically said that we need to be in the right position of hearing so we will be in the know before these things spring forth. That's my translation. God wants to show us ahead of time so we use our faith. He needs our faith. And that's one of the points he gave us. But uh, not talking about the Bible changing or getting new doctrine of the word, but there are specific directives for this era that we will miss if we are not spiritually sensitive. Naturally minded Christian people in the church are going to miss keys that unlock the doors to the miraculous in this era. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Lord said to Brother Savell to tell the people to make a firm commitment in 2024 to do these three things. One is to say, stay in faith. Yes. If you weren't there on Friday night, I'd really encourage you, please get that and, and listen to it. Stay in faith. Number two, remain focused on the promises of God. Amen. In other words, who you are in Christ. Yes. Yes. What you can do in Christ. What you have in Christ. Amen. Number three, refuse to let anything that is happening in the world around you to distract you. Amen. And I know 
clear back on the 220 election the day before that, God dealt with me, don't allow this election to get you distracted. And he told me who was going to be president, okay? And I'll be honest with you, I let some things get me distracted and I had to, I had to repent. How many of you, sometimes it's swimming around us every day of the week and it's on the news and this and that and the other. But I just decided, it's like, I'm not getting stra- distracted with this stuff. And there, there are times I'll do some research and look up some things and, and what, because I'm, I'm one of those people that likes to be in the know. You know, when somebody comes on, on the media and they're falling down the stairs, it's like, is that really the president or not moving right along? Okay. Excuse me, falling up the stairs. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then the result, the result, number one, progression. Pastor Debbie, what are you talking about? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Number two, advancement. Number three, promotion. (laughs) Moving forward, promotion. Number four, the highest expectations will come to pass. So he, he meant, the, you know, progression, advancement, promotion. Your highest expectations will come to pass if you stay in faith, remain focused on the promises of God, and refuse to let anything that is happening in the world around you to distract you. I know, Pastor, I've, I've allowed things to distract me. Well, just get back up. Dust yourself off. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I mean, we just have to start where we are. How many know that if we just throw in the towel, the church is going to be worthless? I mean, you're not worthless. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But he needs you to use that. And sometimes we get so down on ourselves. Okay, I didn't do this right. I didn't do that. It's kind of like Pastor Jay forgot to tell me something with the staff. And he he sent back, sorry, you know, my bad. I'm doing better on this. And then I I, uh, chimed back in. Well, I certainly have things to do better in too. And I put a little heart there. You know, I just, in other words, we're, we're not... We just want people to acknowledge. <laughs> we want our spouses to acknowledge, I was wrong. <laughs> right? Amen? And we need to acknowledge that. But we don't need to park, pull over and park there, do we? Uh, because we've got four fingers pointing back at ourselves. All right. So, Brother Savell said, my question is, will you receive it? Now, some of you might get tickled by this, but this really did come up, this illustration yesterday. I, I did watch the series, The Godfather, okay? I'm just saying, I did. I'm sorry if that pops your balloon. I mean, several years ago, honestly, and then there are a few times I watched it over, you know, The Godfather. <laughs> Let me give you a deal or something. <laughs> Can't excuse. You understand? Well, the Godfather said to Tom, his brother-in-law, Tom, are you going with us in these things? Any of you remember that? If you don't, that's okay. He was talking to Tom about some steps they needed to make, but Tom was acting half-hearted about it because of some different opinions he had on how they should handle the family business. (laughs) All right? (laughs) So... I guess my question is, are you going to go with us in these things? <laughs> are you going to go with us? Well, I'll make you a deal. You can't refuse. All right. Pray for me, okay? 
I'll be honest with you, it's not really something I sit down to watch now, but I, did, I have watched it before, moving right along. That's pretty obvious if I use an illustration from it, so I, you know, it is what it is, let's move on. Uh, Joshua 1, 8 and 9. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You know, the thing about the mafia (laughs) is they make it look so glorious. And like the Godfather is almost God himself. You understand? That is so not true. It's not glorious. It's gory. It's morbid. But the point you get, understand, are you going with me in these states? And you know, and Tom's like, you know, why do you do this to me? You you know my heart. Anyway. We need and so going back to the word, <laughs> for then you will make your way prosperous, and, and then you will have good success. And that word prosperous means to push forward and break out. Yes. So we were talking about pressing past some things in order to press into the new that God has for us, the directives that God has, revelation that God has. And and I've given the illustration of going up the stair steps in our house in Coralville, Iowa, for instance. We hadn't been upstairs before, and I didn't know what was up there. So I had to go up the steps, and then as I got on the like fourth or fifth, I started seeing some things. It's like, oh, well, that's cool. And, and we had this little office nook, and there's some bedrooms. And the more, and I went up on that top step, I could, come, I could see more, and then I'd go into those rooms. How many know that somebody can tell me what's up there, but until I see it for myself, I can't really experience it. I needed to get a picture of that. Why? Because I needed to decorate it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that's, that's a woman's prerogative, right? And I needed to put a desk in that nook, and I needed to, okay, is it the right color? Do we need to repaint? Um, what about the carpet? Is it good up there? You know, these are the things that I'm looking at. Is the, how's the bedroom? Do we need to knock out that wall? Because I like a big bedroom. Um, so moving right along. For then you will make your way prosperous, or you will push forward and break out, and then you will have good success. Uh, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then uh, we see Proverbs 3, 9, that talks about overflow. Break forth, burst forth. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. Remember, Brother Savell was talking about increase. And with the first fruits of your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And that word overflow means to break forth or to, to burst forth. You're going to have to, pa- to press past some things. That means we're going to have to stir ourselves up. What was Brother Savell talking about? Sometimes you just, how many times you've heard from us, sometimes you're just going to have to dance. Whether it's in the middle of the night, in, in your worst trial. Tell your body you're not going to be sad. 
spirit man, but you do have soul. You, you've got a mind, a will, and emotion. And those emotions want to pull you into depression, uh, oppression, whatever. But according to Isaiah, you know, there, uh, 53, 4, 5, you've been wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Your oppression was upon Jesus. Stir it up, my friend. Stir it up. Sometimes you're just... Uh, shake it off. Yeah, but I look weird. Well... Are you going to go to heaven and stand before God? I'm sorry, I look so weird. That's why they want to dance. All right. That's weird. God's going to say, you're weird. All right. I'm just saying. Number one, press past the identity of your past and see yourself today. Who you are in Christ. Press past the identity of your past and see yourself who you are in Christ today. Yes. Not what you were, what you're going to be, but who you are. Yeah, but I haven't experienced that. Start saying it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Do you believe it in your heart? Well, not really. Keep saying it until it, a belief does come and then say it. Yes. Because you do believe it. Amen. So say it because you don't believe it. But then when you believe it, say it again and you will have it. Amen. It will come to pass. It will manifest in your life. Amen. But if you keep saying what you don't want, you're not going to have what you want. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. Who are you in Christ? I am an heir of God and a joint heir in Christ. So we're going to go through some of these and then if we don't have time to go through all of them, we'll just read them out. But who are you in Christ? I am an heir of God and a joint heir in Christ. What do you have in Christ? I have a threefold redemption. According to Galatians 3.13, I have been redeemed from the curse. So, so we have to stop acting like we are cursed. You ever see somebody and they look like they've been cursed? Or they're believing they're cursed? No. You're a child of God. And you're free from the curse. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You just got to start acting like it. And what you feel, don't go by what you feel. Tell your body what it's going to do. And that is, you're going to dance. You're going to be happy. You're going to laugh. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. What you can do in Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. According to Philippians 4.13. And it's just like you're standing in front of a house. That's your house. You're the owner of that house. Who are you? You're an heir of that house. What do you have? I got keys. And I'm going in that house and I got bedrooms and I, I've got the kitchen. And it's got a coffee maker. What can you do? Turn it on. Turn on the coffee maker. And have some Java and enjoy. Amen. Don't sit back like many people in the body of Christ and start crying and begging God, I wish I could have this. I, I'm just so tired of this pain. You are focused on the wrong thing. Now let me say this. I'm emphasizing the spiritual things that you need to do. And we have a covenant. And God has already healed you. 
So if pain is in your body, you tell your body you are lining up with the Word of God. But then pray and ask God to show you anything else you need to know because there are natural helps. And your body, God made the body to heal itself in a natural way. And there are supplementations and there are different things that you can take. But emphasize the power of God and the fact that you are redeemed. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Do some natural things. Have the wisdom of God. Yes. Well, Pastor Debbie, I don't need supplements. I, you know, and I don't need food. I just, I just breathe air and drink water. Well, how's that working out for you? Praise the Lord. What did Pastor Jay say about this last Sunday? Revelation is revealed through the Word of God, and Revelation has an image in it. See, we're talking about who we are in Christ today. Don't let the expectation of your past keep you from creating a new image in you for this phase. New level, new place. What was Brother Savell talking about? A new level, a new place, a new phase. What else did Pastor say about that? This is a new level for a new day. There is a downward pool out there. I refuse to be pulled down to the downward pool of their level. The, the level of this world is what he's talking about. Or the level of, uh, of Satan and his expectations and his minions. What they're saying. Praying in tongues is getting the paintbrush and writing the revelation of the knowledge of God's word in you. Of the image of Christ in you. Did anybody hear that on Sunday? What a blessing. Praying in tongues. We're painting an image on the inside. And then he referenced Charles Capps. No, no failure of a business deal has established the failure of a man. And no success of a business deal has established the success of a man. Getting that image of that failure or success on the inside is what establishes the failure or success of that man. That wasn't completely exact, but it was along that line. And he read Colossians 3.10 and had put on new, uh, a new man. Actually, I think I just added this. Put on new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Christ is all and in all. So again, number one, press past the identity of your past and see yourself today who you are in Christ. Amen. All things in Christ are in you. Number two, press past shame and condemnation. Now we've said this over and over, but it bears repeating. And it's probably one of the most important things because it's what the enemy brings against the Christian. More than anything else, to, to keep them in yesteryear, to keep them in defeat, to keep them in sin and unrighteousness thinking of what I did wrong yesterday rather than what I've been forgiven today. Press past shame and condemnation, receive forgiveness, and focus on faith and love in Christ. First John 3.18, I'm just going to read that real quickly. My little children... 
1 John 3, 18 through 23. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. That's right, Pastor. I need assurance. You have the faith of God inside of you, but it's in seed form. And we've got to, we've got to grow that faith by meditating on the word, by speaking the word. And that word gets big inside of us. And it's going to push out the wrong things of doubt and unbelief and bitterness and offense and all that stuff that is hindering your faith. Whatever we ask, we receive from him. That's in verse 22. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another. Therefore, what, what did we say there? Press past shame and condemnation, receive forgiveness, and focus on faith and love in Christ. Amen? Amen. The only way to assure and set your heart or your human spirit at rest is to set your mind or to look at, meditate on God's word and let it get down into your heart or your spirit man. And it's going to push the the wrong things out. You understand, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But when you open your mind's gate to the enemy's lies and deception and what other people are saying that's contrary to the word of God, things will start getting down into your spirit and you got to push them out. It's not who you are, so it needs to go. Who you are is righteous. Who you are is blessed. Who you are is healed. And if there's anything that gets inside of you, offense you're a love person of a love God why are you yielding to offense I'm not talking about protecting yourself when somebody is you know not being right no or protecting your family love protects you amen yeah so anyway praise the Lord to assure means to persuade to set at rest To convince, agree, believe, have confidence. Well, praise the Lord. Number three, press past. See, we're talking about things we need to press past so that we can get or press into the things of God. Press past doubt and unbelief and use your faith in every arena, spirit, soul, and body. Press past doubt and unbelief and use your faith in every arena, spirit, soul, and body. 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers. We are going to have to be faith people. That is who you are. We use our faith for health, finances, forgiveness, and victory in every arena. Amen? We must lay down the distractions that keep us held back from using faith to prosper in God's best. I said, you're going to have to lay down the distractions. And that was one of the things that, brother, uh, that the Lord told Brother Jerry, wasn't it? Don't listen to the distractions. Be a person of faith. That was another thing. So Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You just can't do it without faith. You can't do it with begging. You can't do it with crying. It's faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that word seek means to investigate, to crave, 
to worship, to seek after, to inquire, to seek out. In other words, you're excited about it. We're going to have to diligently stir up our faith and seek God's best. Lay down the wrong by faith and take up the right by faith. Put off the old and put on the new. Just like putting on a suit clothes. And women, we go shopping and we like that dress and we come home, but we do not put that dress on over our other clothes. Why? Because we're trying to get rid of the bulges as it is. All right? Don't need no more bulges. I'm not putting it on over the old. You do not put new things over the old. Let go of the old. I'm not talking about revelation of the word. You know that. I'm talking the old things that the enemy has lied to you. The old things of your past where you've sinned or missed it. That's not you anymore. Why are you associating with that dude back there that sinned 20 years ago or 5 years ago or, late, or yesterday? It's not you anymore. You've been forgiven. You're in Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. Hebrews 12.1, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, and that word means cast off, lay aside, put away. It actually means separation, departation, cessation. We must separate ourselves from distractions that are keeping us from using our faith. Every day we will be challenged to look at distractions or go the wrong way. And if you do, just wipe it off, get back up, lay it down by faith, say, I'm sorry, Lord, I missed it. I lay that wrong behavior down by faith and I take, I can do all things. Every day. If it was five minutes ago, I don't think so, you're in church. But anyway, you know. If you yielded to a wrong thought five minutes ago, <laughs> repent <laughs> and get back up. We have to acknowledge it. We've got to get it right, but don't pull over and park there and sing Kumbaya. Chapter four. I said chapter four, I meant number four. <laughs> Press past the apathy of your soulical affections. I'm going to say that again. Press past the apathy of your soulical affections. Anybody else in here ever get apathetic? What does that mean? Well, Pastor, maybe you give me the definition. I let you know. In the Merriam-Webster, it means lack of feeling or emotion. Oh yeah, I've been there, done that. Impassiveness, lack of interest or concern, indifference. If you just ever, it's like, you got to stir yourself up. You don't ask your body, oh, by the way, do you want, do you want to dance today? Or you want to laugh? Or you want to follow the will of God? No. Nope. Why? Because you're interested. You're not indifferent. You're interested. But you got to start saying, I'm interested. I'm blessed. Amen? <laughs> what is that? Remember that word mind? It's a mindset. It's an interest. 
I'm interested. So set your mind. It's kind of like the thermostat. If you want it to be warm in here, if it's too cold, then set the thermostat on a couple under that. You know, like if it's reading 75, set it on 73. Okay, if you want it to be uh, hotter, then you need to do the opposite. But whatever you set your mind on, that's, and, and then you start saying it, it's, it's what's going to get down on the inside of you. And it's going to challenge who you are. It's not going to change you, but it's going to challenge you. It's not going to change who you are, but it will challenge you. And your life's going to manifest those things that you're saying. What you're thinking on, what you're saying. You're going to start acting like that. Amen? Yeah. Challenge your body. Challenge your soul to start saying who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ. Colossians 3, 1 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind or your affections on the things above, not on things on this earth. To set the mind like setting the thermostat. Amen? Now, Sometimes mom and I will be driving down, uh, getting ready to go, you know, going to church. And we see on Sunday morning, you know, ball teams playing ball, people jogging down the road. You know, and I don't roll down my window and say, hey, you heathen! (laughs) I don't do that. Maybe Mike, Mika does. Micah. Micah, Mika. (laughs) But I don't do that. But I will. I do do comment now and then if they only knew what they're missing. And sometimes I'll just pray for them. Lord, I pray that they get the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, Lord and Savior. Amen. I hope that's not a Christian, but unfortunately, many times they are. Well, you know, the church, we're a universal church, and we can meet at home and have church. Well, (laughs) (laughs) forsake not the assembling of yourself. The the whole uh, church in Acts talks about meeting at the, at, at the church, which mainly at that time was in the local, it was in the home, but it was a church. And they had a church mentality and they had pastors. And, and Paul and Barnabas would go around and impart to them and they placed uh, pastors in those churches. And that was the whole mentality. And how do we lose the mentality that it's okay to uh, allow our children to play sports on Sunday or even midweek services? Okay, I understand. Yeah, but I want little Johnny to be a basketball star. Is he going to miss the plan of God for his life? I'm just saying. Yeah, but you didn't ask me if we, you know, to have a service on Wednesday night. They'll play ball on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just put God first. If God told you to come to this church, just bring little Johnny and tell him, tell your, tell your uh, coach, we go to church on those days. If you don't like it, get another little Johnny. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, I'm sorry. The thing is, we can't accommodate everybody. Because they meet every day of the week to do something. 
like uh, this family came and they, they were so blessed. And, but we play volleyball on Wednesday night. Okay. Well, when you need help or you need prayer, take that volleyball and put it on your head and see what happens. Okay. I used to say, now we usually let all out on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. You understand. But I used to say, you know, bring your family. Well, they don't want to come. Okay, well, take that turkey and lay it on your heads. Okay. No, we need, we need a pastor. Not a turkey. Pastor Debbie, I don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to help you because when we put first things first and we're more excited about the things of God and we teach our children that when spiritually we grow up and we put God first, then we're going to be in the know and we're going to have the directives. My, my, I, I'm joking with you because, you know, it helps the medicine go down, but we love you. We care about you. We're not trying to condemn you in any way, shape, or form. You understand that. But don't let the world talk you out of putting God first. Don't let them do that. Don't be concerned about what others think about you. Don't be concerned when they say, well, you spend too much time down at that church. Because when we're standing in front of God, God's going to say, well done. Well done, faithful servant. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Number five, press past the feelings and symptoms of your body and your soul. I was meddling a little bit there, but we need to hear those things because we get distracted and we allow our children to get distracted and then we're wondering why they're not staying in the house of God. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get in your home and judge everything you do and say because I don't know what you're doing and saying. But I, I am trying to prevent you from hurt and prevent you from losing your children to the world's ways and putting sports and putting their college friends and studies and that type of thing before the things of God because it's coming soon when all of this is going to be wrapped up and none of that's going to mean a hill of beans. And, and I know you and I know your heart that we want our children in the right place at the right time hearing the voice of God so we're going to have to be examples to them. And they may not like us. Like some parents, you had to drag them here with one shoe. Well, just do what you got to do. Yeah, they can put it on when they get to church. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Tell your body it's healed and free. Tell your soul it's, it's free from oppression and depression. Tell your mind it's free. Amen. Number six, press past the thoughts of the, of the unrenewed mind. I'm going to be going quick here now. Press past the thoughts of the unrenewed mind and renew your mind with God's word by saying it and doing what it says. Number seven, press past the lies the enemy spews and talks in your ear. 
Press past the lies that the enemy talks and spews in your ears. Number eight, press past the perceptions of what others think about you. Press past the perceptions of what others think about you. And don't try to perceive what people are thinking or doing. You may be wrong. Press past offense. Number nine, bitterness and negative and judgmental attitudes. And yield to love, compassion, benevolence, and forgiveness. Press past offense. Number 10, press past the, the plots of the enemy, the trials of your faith, and the spirit of fear. Press past it. Don't accommodate it. Don't accommodate it with your children. Don't accommodate it really with, you're going to have to remind one another, your spouse. But understand, if one spouse is new to the things of God, you can't always correct them. You're just going to have to pray for them. You're not their Holy Ghost policeman either. Amen? But for yourself, press past these things. The plots of the enemy, the trials of your faith, and that spirit of fear that comes to talk in your ear. Press past, number 11, the mountains that are standing before you. Press past those mountains. What mountains are you looking at today? Speak to that mountain according to Mark 11.22. James 4.7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned. In other words, have some remorse and press past and, and, and prove to God, I want your best. Use your faith. That pleases him. I'm not saying pull over and park and and be full of shame and these things, but just, you know, in the moment, show God that you care, that you're interested, that you're interested. Amen. Amen. Number 11. Actually, number 12. Press past the adversaries at the doors of more. Press past the adversaries at the doors of more. And what did the pastor, the, uh, Brother Savelle, say? T- 2024 is the year for more, more, and more. Yes. 2024 is the year for more, more, and more. Get that in your spirit that you can have more, more, and more. Don't settle for less and less and less. But if we keep doing what we're doing, it will be less. You have to, it's a progression. And it's what's in, the, what's in your heart. What are we getting in our heart? What are we saying? Are we yielding to offense? Are we yielding to doubt and unbelief? Are are we actually saying what we believe? There are times I've dealt with symptoms and my body did not want to say, I'm healed. They just wanted to roll over and go to bed. And I'm like, no, you're healed. You're whole. You're full of life. You're strong. You're getting up in the morning, you'll be refreshed. I tell my body that. I tell it what it's going to do. And if it doesn't want to get up in the morning, I'm like, oh no. No, there's not a vote. It's not a vote between your spirit, soul, and your body. Spirit wins every time. Get up. Go for it. 
Put off the old man. Separate yourself from those friendships and those things that are pulling you down and the distractions that are keeping you back from God's best directives in your life. And you'll be in the know. He'll show you before it springs forth. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 in different translations uh, says, I, one is in God's word, I have a great opportunity to do effective work here, although there are many people who oppose me. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 in the message, a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. There is also mushrooming opposition. You ever feel that way? The English translation says it's a door of opportunity. In the Amplified, for a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me. They're a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. Why don't you stand up? Just like the children of Israel, God told them in Numbers 13 to go spy out the land. But they, they saw, they saw those big grapes. I mean, really? Wow, I want some of those grapes. Really? They're probably that big. Love grapes. The fruit the, uh, of that land. And, and God had told them, that's your land. So, but they came back and they said, you know, but there's giants. Yeah, they were whining. There's giants in the land. And, uh, you know, and there's, uh, we, uh, they saw us as grasshoppers. How do you know how they saw you? Perception. Yeah. But Caleb and Joshua were of a different spirit. And they tore their clothes and they said, we're well able to take the land. We want God's directives. We, we want what he wants for us. God showed them ahead of time what was theirs. And what did they do with it? They did not use their faith. And they lost out and they, they circled the desert for many years. I know, Pastor Debbie, I've been circling that desert. Well, you don't have to. You can get out of the desert of doubt and unbelief. You can get out of the desert of offense. You can get out of the desert of sickness and disease. Can somebody give me a... Well, that was a little bit of help. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> it's all good, all right? It's all good. Praise the Lord. You can work on that one. All right. Well, lift up your hands. Father, we want your best. Help us to see ahead of time your direction, your directives light to take the right roads and, and not miss the boat who we are in Christ and, and what brother Savell said father we, we, we take heed to that to stay in faith remain focused on the promises of God refuse to let anything that's happening in the world around us distract us forgive us in any area of of not doing that, Father. But thank you. Your grace is sufficient. We can do all things in Christ who strengthens us so that we can progress, advance, have promotion, and our highest expectations 
will come to pass. Greater are you who is in us than he who is in the world. Now let's just give him some time of thanksgiving and praise for the things he has for us. That's our faith speaking. I'm talking about the directives, the directions he wants his church to go. I'm not just talking about who you are in Christ and what you have in healing, health, prosperity. But I'm talking about what direction does he have for this church? What direction does he have for Lee Summit? What, what directions for Jabberly Ministries? Let's just thank him ahead of time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we thank you ahead of time for your directives, for your holy direction. We thank you ahead of time that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you ahead of time that we see and we're in the know. We thank you ahead of time, Father. We thank you ahead of time, Father. We thank you ahead of time. We can do all things. We're ready. We're present. We're available. We're interested. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want you to close your eyes right now and nobody looking around. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and I'm saying this to those on the live stream as well. Is that the middle here? Yeah. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you want to receive him today so that you can have a different spirit on the inside, a spirit of faith, a spirit of grace that can help you, that can heal you, that can prosper you, that can bring you in to God's best in your life. The Holy Spirit will live inside of you, will come to live inside so that you can be sensitive to his leadings. If you want to know him as your Lord and Savior, and whoever in this room, heads bowed, just lift your hand. Or if you're at home there, just lift your hand in your house. Anybody. We're going to focus on those over the live stream. And you, 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 can, you can look up now. But just lift your hands and say this after me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, went to hell, and he rose again on the third day, and I proclaim that he's Lord, I receive him as Lord of my life. You at the live stream say, I receive him as Lord of my life. Father, I receive your forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Just say that. I receive forgiveness by the blood. Now you can call the ministry here and we'll help you find a local church if you don't have one, if you don't know of one in your area. But find a pastor, find a local church that teaches your redemptive realities, who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what you can do in Christ, that you're healed, you're prospered, you're forgiven. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord.
And any day that you miss it, you can go to 1 John 1, 9. I mean, we're not trying to miss it, but if we do, then we say, Father, forgive me. And I plead the blood of Jesus. We're in the know. We have the Spirit of Christ inside of us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There's nothing that we should be missing out on. So as you go home today, remember this message. And if, if God stirs you up, come back and listen to it over again. And let's follow what Brother Savell, what Pastor Jay... What God has been dealing with me to say, let's be in the know. Let's know ahead of time before it springs forth. Let's be ready and aware. We love you. We appreciate you.